You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get into it here, everybody. Locked On Nationals podcast. We have made it to a game six of the 2021 World Series that will be going down tonight. Now, I told you all over the weekend my prediction, you know, I actually try to give myself some credit here, have been pretty spot on with this World Series. You just have a good feel for kind of what's happening here. If you watch the playoffs, you paid attention pretty closely. I said Braves in six. I thought they would take two of three from the Astros. I did not think it would be the first two necessarily, um, but obviously some pitching, you know, Matchups put them kind of in an odd spot with what they were going to do in Game 5. They take the lead, but they give the lead back after having a lot of success against Framber Valdez. And now we're in a spot where it's Game 6 on the road for the Braves. Um, This is the one they have to win. I'm not saying they can't give up back-to-back games and still win the series, but... Typically, things kind of go in a way where if you give one away like that, you're you know you're going to be if you give away a game six, I mean, game seven, all bets are off, uh, and you don't want to reach that point. The Braves still have control of this series at the moment. They are still the ones leading the dance, if you will, at this moment in time. Will that continue to be the case? As we move forward, we'll see. Kind of look back at the weekend here, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at DirecTV Stream. Let me know if you guys have heard this one before. You've got one device that lets you catch the game, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, no need for that anymore with Direct TV Stream. We're going to help you get your TV together. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Street. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so this weekend, how it broke down, you had the Friday night game, a 2-0 game, but was really interesting. So I, I was watching part of this game on television, and I, I listened to part of it on the radio. And so if you watched, I watched the first part of this game, Ian Anderson had three walks, four Ks, went five innings, had a no-hitter going. And Jessica Mendoza on the radio was like, do you bring him out for another inning? Do you you have him come back out there? I thought that was a ridiculous idea. Clearly, Ian Anderson was not doing – he was not succeeding greatly uh, in this game. He was battling and battling and got to 76 pitches. He was about to go through the lineup – for a third time, obviously allowed three guys on base through five innings. And they said, no, no. All right, we're going to go to A.J. Minter in this spot. I thought that was the correct move, despite the fact that others on the broadcast, maybe TV or radio, 
thought separately. Dan Schulman was all over it. He said, no, they're going to make the switch. They're going to make the change. They're going to do it right now. I, I don't see them sticking with this situation moving forward. And Dan Schulman was correct. They ended up making that switch. I thought it was the right switch. Minter, Jackson, Matzik, and Smith close out the deal. Those guys have all been so good during this playoff run. Luis Garcia was decent. 6Ks, 4 walks was really what did him in there. And put guys on base, put the Braves in positions where they could do some damage. And they did. Austin Riley hit a sack fly. And Travis Darno belted, and I mean belted, a 437-foot home run later on in the game to make it 2-0. And as I mentioned, Will Smith closed the door there in the ninth inning. So you had that one. You move forward tonight. It's a 3-2 win for the Braves. They fall behind in this game. They had a variety of guys, but the real star for them in the pitching department was Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright really comes into this game and gives them 75 pitches in a lift they needed. They combined Lee and Wright to go five innings. They have up two runs combined. They strike out four guys, walk five, but still only have up just the two runs. And then Martin, Matzik, Jackson, and Smith shut the door there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the rest of the way. And the runs for the Braves, they let this one get late before they added anything. They were down 2-0 in the fourth after a Jose Altuve home run. But then Austin Riley in the sixth inning uh, drives in a run to make it 2-1. Bottom of the seventh, Swanson and Solaire go back-to-back. Dansby Swanson was outside of the dugout yelling like a madman, which was a beautiful thing to see. That's so great this month in October to see people freaking out, losing their minds, showing their uh, enthusiasm for the game. We love that. And they were able to hold on the rest of the way to make this thing 3-2. to Fast forward to Halloween night. Spooky, scary, unfortunate for those Braves. Nice job by the Astros here, really bouncing back and putting a lot of heat on offensively and in this game, it was uh, AJ Minter who gave it up. Who's been so, you know, who's been really strong for them throughout the playoffs. But he gives it up in this game. He takes the loss after a grand slam for the Braves, making it 4-0. It felt like you know, Adam Duvall put them ahead 4-0, and it felt like they were not going to look back. But Alex Bregman and Maldonado make it 4-2. Then Correa and Guriel make it 4-all. Freeman makes it 5-4 in the bottom of the third, but then top of the fifth. Uh, Maldonado and Gonzalez make it 7-5. Maldonado makes it 8-5. And then uh, in the eighth, Correa makes it 9-5. Braves not able to keep mounting that offense, which I, I thought was actually okay. So the Braves get to that point, And now we turn our attention to the final two games, potentially two games of the series. But first, let's hear another quick word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends, at built.com. That's built.com. I love Thanksgiving. I bet you guys do too. All the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert, but it's not so full of calories and sugar. It's perfect time for the Built Bars, my friends. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, Four grams of sugar, and they've got plenty of protein. Replace coconut cream pie with coconut built bar or raspberry built bar. 
instead of raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie are available now. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high on protein. Also, there's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark Calendar Black Friday will be a huge event with lots of surprises. Go to built.com today. It's built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15. Use that. You'll get 15% off at built.com today. All right, so game six tonight of the 2021 World Series is set to take place between the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves. And this one tonight, as I mentioned, is going to be at Minute Maid Park. 8.09, your game time on this one. Your pitching matchup, it looks like, is going to be Max Freed going up against the aforementioned Luis Garcia. So Luis Garcia right now scheduled to pitch on short rest. It's okay. He didn't really go crazy, crazy deep the other night. I think also, too, they're, they do it. You know, they're going to limit the amount of pitches that he's going to throw. They're not going to uh, just waste him out there. But Max Freed, obviously, somebody who has had their struggles so far in the postseason. It's not been Max Freed's uh, best stretch, but he had a great season this year. And I think here's the deal for them they can't afford not to throw him. He is a guy that for them, they have to have out there so with, with the way they, were, they are in the, in the pitching situation. Um, it just kind of calls for them having to use Max Reed last game, five innings, seven hits, six earned runs, uh, six K's one walk. They need him to find his form again. They need him to redial in. Uh, that is even a, a phrase, right? But they, they need him to find that stride again, get himself back together and refocus at this point of time. If they're going to have any kind of, of success. Luis Garcia kind of has to do the same. Like I mentioned, he didn't pitch poorly in the game the other day. He did not pitch awfully on Friday night, but you know, was was kind of unsteady. And it felt like things were always on a nice edge for him. He worked out of a really good situation, uh, you know, into a good situation for himself. I mean, the base is loaded. That was huge, but Luis Garcia, somebody else they kind of need to bounce back. Here are the odds right now, courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag. The Astros are favorites in this game. Minus 127 on the money line. The Braves come back at plus 117. Uh, the Braves are plus one and a half runs at minus 175. The Astros are minus a run and a half at plus 155. Um, so there are plenty of options here. And also the over-under in this game is eight and a half. The over is minus 120. The under at eight and a half. Even odds at plus 100 right now. Um, yeah, this is, you know, there's some alternate run lines you can check out there at betonline.ag. Some props that we've got. First inning shootout, more strikeouts. Luis Garcia or Max Freed. Garcia is minus 120. Max Freed is minus 110. First inning total Ks under a K for Garcia is minus 145. Over 1K is plus 115. First inning Ks for Max Freed. Under 1K is minus 150. And over 1K is plus 120. Um, I told you guys to take that bet early on in the series, didn't I? I told you guys to take the bet of Braves and Six. I think it would have cashed at like plus 420, I think is what we're looking at. Um Let's see, World Series MVP right now. The odds are kind of coming down. 
We've got, and, and, and now we've actually got three, uh, it is three Braves leading the way. That's not surprising. They're one game away from a World Series victory. Jorge Soler is plus 450. Freddie Freeman is plus 500. Austin Riley is plus 550. Jose Altuve is plus 1,000, followed by Adam Duvall, also at plus 1,000. For me, it's like Michael Brantley's been the best player on, you know, he's been the most consistent, at least, player on the Astros. So you kind of look at that. And you say, you know, hey, where is he? He's plus, uh, he is plus 1,200 right now. So a lot of interesting bets, a lot of different ways you could go right now um, uh, in terms of the World Series betting. And tonight I'm taking the Braves. I've kind of been on the Braves for most of the series. Game two was the one game where I thought they would give up. Um, it kind of was trending towards almost Braves in five. I did bet the Braves in game five. You know, short though, but I'm back on them in Game Six. Braves and Six was my was my bet. I, I sprinkled some money on that uh, at that whatever it was plus four fifty range. Uh, I did get did get in on that, and also I'll be on them tonight as well. All right, let's get to some national stuff. If you were a Nationals fan uh, around two years ago this time, you were definitely celebrating a World Series. It happened obviously right around Halloween, um, and so. Kind of a reflective moment. Once again, I talked about it in the beginning of the series. Now I talk about it here toward, as, we, as we get towards the end, you know. Um, and also, the, as this, this series shifts back to Houston, I think a lot of us are reminded when the Nationals won that World Series. That was a place the Nats got it done. I think a lot of us, maybe, maybe some of you felt, uh, you know, a bit of jealousy towards the Braves having the chance to get it done on their home field. Obviously, the Nationals didn't get a single win on their home field when the World Series was back in 2019. They got all of their wins on the road. Uh, and so now we kind of watch and we think about this, and it's an interesting feeling, right? The idea that the you know, Braves are kind of not walking the path the Nationals took, but might have to walk into that uh, lion's den at Minute Maid Park and get the win. Um, you know, also it, it kind of... Is ref- makes me reflect on other celebrations that we had uh, recently, and the one that got brought up by Patrick Reddington over at Federal Baseball was about Ryan Zerman. Obviously, a celebration on the field, but as we kind of turn towards next season, I think Ryan is the next kind of key piece here that we really look at, and Ryan is the next key piece that we kind of think that we you know we discuss about whether he will be back next year or not. And I know we visited this some with Max Raymond over at District on Deck. We had some conversations about whether or not Ryan would be back. But I think it's kind of an interesting time now to, to revisit this because he's got a lot of decisions to make. And his wife revealed this on Instagram on October 28th. Um, they're going to have their fourth child. Uh, right now, she announced you know a, a fourth Zerman baby is coming, which is really exciting. Right now, they've got two girls and a boy, and obviously now the fourth on the way uh, could be three girls, one boy. You know, could be evened up. Could the series could be even, if you will. But that's a huge life moment, and with the you know we kind of think about that, and you think about the reception that he got in that final game, you know. Like, to me, I, I mentioned this when it happened. I really did feel this way. That felt like goodbye to me. That felt like the end of the line for Ryan Zerman. It felt like that was 
the the goodbye moment. And you think about now he's having a fourth child that it's been announced. Um, and once again, congratulations. Obviously, you know, for Nats fans, we're, his family is basically part of, of the Nationals family. They are part of the Nationals family, basically. They are part of the Nationals family. And look, I think that even if Ryan decides to retire, even decides that his incredibly successful Nationals career is over, and that is going to be up to him. He played well enough last year. Like, let's let's get this straight. Ryan Zimmerman played well enough last year to guarantee himself a spot on the 2021, uh, 2022 Nationals, rather. He played well enough to guarantee himself that spot. Once again, 243, 286, 471 slash line, 14 homers, 46 RBI in 110 games, 273 plate appearances. Obviously, a lot of that was coming off the bench, a very difficult situation. Ryan has earned, Ryan has earned the ability to, to say whether or not he is going to come back. With that in mind, I still think Ryan, even if he decides not to come back and play, I still think Ryan's going to be a part of the Nationals in terms of, I mean, you're going to see his face a lot at Nats Park, maybe not in the beginning, just because he wants to separate himself a little bit, and that might give him the itch to come back and play, and he wants to kind of still be involved in the action, which I totally understand. Um... Yeah, but I really do think I really do think that we're going to see Ryan a lot at Nats Park. Whether it's official capacity, I, I don't know. Whether it's as a as a you know he wants to spend more time with his family, so maybe something kind of front office e not a mascot, but you know front office e uh, fan relations you know, kind of in that wheelhouse. I don't know. I think Ryan stays involved with the Washington Nationals. I think there's a very good chance because he is just so synonymous with his team. He is he's so synonymous with his team. I think, you know, in light of the news, obviously having a fourth child, it motivates him to keep playing. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you know, he wants this kid to, you know, be two years old and see him play or, you know, whatever. Right? Who, who the hell knows? Who, who really knows what Zim wants? But obviously, I, I just think that Nats fans take heart. Even if he says goodbye on the field, I still think we're going to see a whole heck of a lot of Ryan Zimmerman around. So, Kind of just thinking about that right now in the article from Patrick Reddington. It's a really good read over there at Federal Baseball. Go check that out as well. Um, but once again, just kind of some thoughts on Zim right there to close up the show. All right, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. The next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.